It is the week before the big holiday. This week on Nerd Cognito, the boys discuss the board game Otis. They talk about what movies you should watch over Christmas with a horror theme. Woke Wizards of the Coast continues to alienate their base and destroy content and lore in their product. A little bit of supply chain talk, a little bit of industry talk, and a lot of ADD jumping around the gamut of the nerd world. Stay tuned. It's another episode of Nerd Cognito. Greetings, hello, welcome everybody. It is another episode of Nerd Cognito. My name is Ryan David and I'm joined by Just Mike. Hey Mike. What's going on? It's, uh, we're actually uh, about two days early here because you're going on your great holiday adventure. Yeah. So we wanted to get this week's in. Uh, next week, if I can twist your arm to record while you're on the road, which I don't think is going to happen, we'll we'll talk to you. But uh, I have a feeling we'll have a guest host next week. I've I've already put some feelers out to see what I can what I can come up with. Um, but definitely a guest host. You know who it's not going to be? Tim. It's <laughs> not going to be Timmy. Um, <laughs> I did put the, the Timmy commented on the release of last week's episode and uh, i should actually pull that up so that i could read the comment i i think he was trying to like get me in a gotcha but he must have commented before he listened to the episode because what he said in the episode was what we had already talked about but mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find it here if you missed last week's episode it was a quality episode and and Tim blew up the email box. We also had British author Roger Lay, who uh, cool guy, yeah, very cool guy. We'll talk. He got it all out. figured out. He got does. his got his lady living in a different house next to him, so we could just call her up when they want to see each other. That too. She's like, that's the way to go, man. Yeah, it's great for both of them. That's awesome. All right. So last week's episode dropped, and first comment uh, within. 20 minutes of the episode dropping. Well, Rye, this is from Tim. Well, Rye, if you had the self-awareness to know when you go too far, at least not trolling or mocking friends when they're down, or could muster a better apology then, I might have said something that got sand up your clit. You might, <laughs> you might not piss off old friends. So, with that, I posted... Uh, Gloria Gaynor, the queen of disco, and her fabulous hit, I Am What I Am. Um, and I also sent out an invitation, knowing that you're going to be on the road, and I said, uh, if you'd like to guest, ho guest host a week between now and New Year's, you're welcome to it. Just let me know. No refriending necessary. And uh, You got a response? Did not get a response until just now, and Tim said, not the best time for it on my end. So, Tim, yeah. I guess uh, fences are mended. I am what I am. Yes, he is. I would have liked to, to host a, a an episode with Tim. I think he would have brought some interesting and different perspective in. 
especially with the topics that we've been talking about as of late. Um, I may ask Bert to co-host an episode if, yeah. if you can't make it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you should definitely try to find somebody for next week because there's no way with me being on the road. I'm going to be able to do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So. It's not a laptop, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm bringing my, lap, my work laptop because i got to work the first three days. But after um, Wednesday, I'm going to be traveling to New York, and then Thursday, I'm going to be traveling to New Jersey. And then Friday, I'll be traveling, or probably Thursday night, traveling back home, and then that's Christmas. And I'll be at my parents'. I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm staying in the house yeah, all see. weekend because I have to. And then I'm going to try to survive work next week and not get sick because I have no immune system for the next two weeks. So we'll see how that goes. So far, I've been okay with it. Is that what it, it does? Is that what it, it takes it two weeks? Yeah. It, it, they, they claim that... Uh, for those of you that don't know, I uh, I have multiple sclerosis, and I'm very high functioning, but I do get infusions, and they uh, they claim that the infusion knocks out your immune system completely. Like I have no zero immune system for two weeks. Now, the the big tell is the day after the infusion. Today is the day of the infusion. I had it this morning. And I slept for a good seven hours once That's I got crazy. home. And then, of course, I said, we got to record before you go on your road trip. So here we are, a little bit early, but we wouldn't want the world to miss out on you, Mike. I mean, yeah. you're the shining yeah, star. But, but, well, hold on. You're, just real quick, you're, so you're, you said you got to go back into the classroom and stuff. Your work doesn't let you kind of, now that everyone's been working from home, do something like that? No, no. It's, yeah. it's all or nothing. If if campus closed down and we went virtual, that would be a right. different story. But uh, I yeah. can make it a day. I can make is it that two all days. You have to do next week is two days. That's all I have to do yeah, is two days good. next week. So uh, I can make it. Lots of email this week, and ninety percent of it circling around Tim. Tim is a superstar, which would also be amazing if he were to host. But um, I, I shouldn't say it's circling around Tim. It's circling around Tim's cat. The big question is, did the cat make it? See, our fans have hearts. Uh -huh. They care. I, I, I have one that I want to read on the air. Yo, Rye and Mike. This is from uh, Jack in New Jersey. Yo, Rye and Mike. I want to know if that pussy's pussy pulled through. What's wrong with people? People, well, I mean, it's mm. entertainment, right? And um, I would assume that the, the cat is still going strong. Because, he didn't mention it in his message to you. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard. He didn't mention it in his message to me. I don't know. I, I, I'm still not friends again. There's a friend invite hanging out there. Tim, click that button. It's just me. <clears throat> Wash the sand out of your clit. Yeah. I'm going to use that one of these days. Lots of interesting things popped up. Did you see the Ghostbusters expansion for Zombicide? Nope. Oh my goodness. Uh you have to you have to check this out. It is uh, I'm going to throw it into the chat so you can take a look at it. Did you uh have you seen things on the um Alien Nemesis? 
the one I mentioned in a text to you? I have not. I feel like uh, you guys would like that game. It's all that, you know, somebody on your squad is potentially. Maybe that's not the right link. I was trying to do it from memory. Come. Oh, you, you the fire team game? No, it's uh, it's called Alien Nemesis. So you, it's like the movie Alien. You're on a ship. Um, you're one of the right, one of the people. Maybe not the main people, but at least the classes. And you both, everyone has two objectives. Oh, you're talking oh, about yes. the board what game? Are you, oh, you thought I was talking about a video game? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I thought you were talking about the video game. No, that would be awesome. I think I'm gonna get yeah, a copy I of that. That would be one that you would. Uh, being it too. That is right up my alley. I love the alien setting. That whole world is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I will pick up a copy of this for us for sure. If, if Doug doesn't already have yeah, it. Yeah, because that was a Kickstarter, I think, right? It was a Kickstarter, and I think the retail release is coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, they made, I think they said three million bucks or something like that. I, I see the uh, Zombicide Ghostbusters. I pulled it up. Those sculpts are amazing. Like now, this one flew right like by that. me. I have Zombicide. We, we've played. I don't know if you were there when we played it. You might have been out. I, I enjoy Zombicide as sort of like a, a brainless kill the zombies sort of thing. As soon as I saw these, I didn't even read about the mechanics or any of how it changed the gameplay. The sculpts are amazing. Zool now, looks is, cool as fuck. Yeah. I went to pre-order it. Mm. Already sold out. Already sold out. Uh, let's see. Where am I on right now? You are on the Come On website if you're looking at Zombicide. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, well, the, the site show. that I went on is Kickstarter Special Pre-Order. So that's a reseller. I went to actually order it through um, Backerkit, and I just mm. missed it. Uh, who knows when they announced it. They probably announced it when the movie first had some stuff coming in. Yeah, it says September 10th. There's a post that says coming soon. Zombicide, Ghostbusters crossover. So there you go. I I completely blew it, and I will not have this because... Ah, you'll get it eventually. I doubt it's going to reach oh, really? you, you never know, man. I'm sure you'll be able to find this. It's Ghostbusters. Look, oh, yeah, look, they have Marshmallow Man, too. They do. They have Stay Puffed. They have Slimer, which is kind of amusing. But it's the movie Slimer, not the... Not the oh, yeah, slimmer. then they got the new uh, bad guy, I guess, or bad girl. Um, no, Did you see the new movie yet? See it. And who plays her, though? Some hot chick. Yeah, I, I'm going to probably That might be Olivia Wilde. So, as much of a Ghostbusters fan as I am, the 2016 messy abortion that was that attempt at reboot really put me off of it. And... Um, like, I'm excited. I know that there's the new movie. I've been reading it as, as I see it, but I haven't been seeking out information about yeah. it. But I will, I'll probably sit down and, and watch Ghostbusters. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde plays Gozer. There you go. The creature is Gozer the Gozerian. I didn't even know a new movie came out, to be honest. I think you actually, you mentioned it, someone mentioned it before. Because it was the old. We, we talked yeah. about it in the past yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd's in it too. Is that Paul Rudd? Uh, I like Paul yeah, Rudd. I'm uh, super, super excited for this set of miniatures that I will never, <laughs> ever be able to get. Uh, Hope springs eternal. Maybe it'll show up in the in the local game store here. 
Which, when you get back, we have to go to. You said which? Uh, which one? We should make a. You have one that you go to, just like a local shop. Yeah, there's there's a local shop um, that is in an outbuilding at the mall that I like to support as much as possible. They actually, um, they know that when any of the uh, Arkham Files games come in, that I want them, and uh, I'm sort of on their call list for when they get them in. And when Unfathomable came out, uh, I didn't get a call from them, which was odd. So I went in on launch day, and the guy was like, yeah, we can't get it because of the shipping stuff. I don't even know if we're going to get it, let alone today we don't have it, but I don't know if we're going to get it, period. And I said, well, you know, it's it's Fantasy Flight. It's Asmodee. I mean, that's a big, that's the big distributor. You, you What's going on? He's like, well, here, you, you can you can call the owner. I was like, I'm not calling the owner. I, I wanted to give you guys the, the bucks, but I just went and ordered it directly from Fantasy Flight and had it shipped the next we day. And yeah. We played it. Yeah. No, that's a shame. There's no uh, there's no gaming shop. It is a shame. Here. There's no good coin shops over here. I don't know what the fuck is over here. Well, there's a casino and then well, there's crack whores. I don't know where the crack whores are out. You let me know where those are at, but um, definitely the casino. I, I figure where that one out was at pretty quickly. Well, you got to go down to Washington for the crack horse, but that's a short yeah, jaunt so for far. you. I dated a girl from Washington for like a year and a half. Was she a crack whore? No, she was not a crack whore. Um, Michelle Elephant, we used to call her. Well, that doesn't sound too good. Well, she, she wasn't huge, but she wasn't skinny by any means. And I was young and, you know, not the best boyfriend in the world, but she was like the steady main, right? And there were other girls that, that went in and out. I had a thing for M's that year. I had Michelle Elephant, and then I had, as my best friend at the time dubbed her, and uh, gosh, I haven't talked to her for a long time. I, I, I want to look her up, but she has a crazy husband, and I don't want to deal with that. But she, she used to call the other two's Psycho Nice Missy and Psycho Evil Missy. And then there was Michelle Elephant. Wait, who's who's Psycho Nice and Psycho Evil? Is two different ones or the same girl? Two, two other personalities? girls that, that I was seeing at the time. I can't believe you called the girl Michelle Elephant. And then you say, yeah, she wasn't that big. If, if you're going to call her Michelle Elephant, she better be pretty fucking big. She was big in comparison. She wasn't uh, Fat Mandy big. I, I have to show you a picture of Fat no, Mandy. No, it's all right. I don't, I don't want to see fatties. Don't I'm going to put it in the chat. I mean, last week you posted pictures of uh, whatever her name is, um, the rock star, and now you're going to post pictures of a fatty. Well, we, we cut the rock star segment from the show last week, though. Oh, well. It, it didn't make it. We were we were pining over the groovy Miley Cyrus at the, at the end of the show last week, and it just didn't make it, you know. I, I thought it was much more important for us to spend more time with Roger. And I don't want a two hour podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I try to keep them around an hour and 15 minutes. So our lust over Miley Cyrus was lost in the ether last week, no. which is probably good because you were in some hot water with the boss woman. Well, I'm just saying her picture is still up here in our chat, and now you're going to send me a, a picture that's like the exact opposite of that. 
Oh, it's the complete exact opposite of it. Yeah, so I don't think I want to see it. Oh. But hey, it's going to take. Were it not for Fat Mandy, I would have never met my wife. Well, there you go. Everyone has so, a purpose. Yep. Fat Mandy's purpose was filling the bottom line of my absolute desperation list. Poor because Mandy. it was a sure thing, and it was a phone call. Poor Mandy. Oh, my oh my. Oh, come on. Who was, who was the bottom of it? During your routes, who was at the bottom of your desperation list? Never did any routes, man. None. Just stuck with them. What about after um, you and your first wife split? Yeah, dude. There's a lot of girls in between. Hell, that's what I'm saying. And there had to be one. No. That no. It was a sure thing I, that was maybe not up to snuff. I'm always just hang out with the same girl for a period of time and then get tired and move on to another one. Uh, I wouldn't well, I wasn't I wasn't the total whore going out there every day trying to fuck chicks. After my divorce I was the total whore. I I was. And then I met Beth and I ceased to be the total whore. It's good. Yeah. Whoever it, it, said it, it, uh you can't make a wife out of a hoe was wrong. You went from hoe to wife. Good job. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she you know, she can kick your ass. Um no, uh Beth was never never that. I was I was an asshole. Yeah, Beth's cool as fuck. Hey, did you check out Otis? O T Y S. No, you said that's what I was asking. I see you sent me that picture. So you picked that up from, did you get that at the local shop or was that at uh... I picked this up at the local shop pretty cheap. Um I got a clearance for like twenty two bucks. Twenty two bucks. Twenty two bucks. That's a pretty big box, I think, for twenty two bucks. No, it is a full size game. It is a reasonably complex. The component quality is excellent. The gameplays that I've read about and the reviews are all complimentary. It's just not an IP that anybody knows about. It was a semi minor publisher, and sort of. Fell through the the player boards on right. It's an undersea exploration game, right? The player boards are are double cut cardboard boards, and there's different levels of undersea that you have, and you slide the pieces into the grooves that correspond with the different depth that you are in the ocean. That's cool. So, I'm, looking at, yeah, um, I'm looking at pictures. It looks pretty. I'm shocked you got it for 22 bucks. I mean, you can't it, get anything for 22 bucks anymore. No, I I couldn't pass it up for 22 bucks. It was the right money at the right time, and even if we play it once, we we got our money's worth. 22 bucks, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, but it looks the normal super price on cool. this thing is like 80 bucks. I've always been a huge fan of sort of underwater sci-fi exploration. I think that that is an area of sci-fi that just doesn't get explored as much. You remember Sequest, the yeah, television show? a little bit, yeah. I was thinking With, even, what's a, what was that movie that where they were underwater? The, the Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, yeah. That was a good show. Uh, uh, terrible ending. You know, Well, every movie has a terrible ending nowadays. It's the Abyss had like, a terrible yeah. ending. It was great until the ending. In fact, I just watched The Abyss a couple weeks ago. I don't remember, remember how it ended, so I can't tell. When you. I was really, really under the weather, The Abyss was one of the movies that I watched. It ended with the the alien city surfacing and, you know, the the guy and the girl embracing and, and 
passionately kissing with the ocean roaring behind them. It was just a (laughs) terrible ending. Sounds romantic. Sounds like it was a romantic ending. It didn't fit. It did not make sense. Didn't make sense at all to me. But no, Otis, uh, wonder if that's how it's pronounced. You live in the Otis colony. And you must retrieve past civilization's debris in the depths to build the future of humanity. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I watched the end of that. So that you told me to watch The Expanse. And, yes. and I said, okay, let me pull it up on Netflix. And instead, I pulled up Ascension. And, and it was one <laughs> season, like seven episodes. I don't know. I watched the whole fucking thing because I'm like, I already started it. I think this is the, the show that Ryan recommended. Let me finish it. And then I'm like, I don't think this is it. It was no, that was not. Yeah, that was not it. Either. Some and bad acting, bad acting, cool concept, bad acting. No, you you have to watch the Expanse, and we Six talked seasons, about it, dude. Six seasons are out there. I'm gonna be so far behind. I gotta try to. Ugh, I don't know. That's a long. It's ways worth to go. it, and you'll get sucked in. You'll binge two or three episodes at a time, even though we're not bingers. Like uh, we ended up doing that. It's it is exceptional. Are they half hour or hour long episodes or, or forty five minutes or whatever? Yeah. They're 45 minutes to an hour a piece. And I'm going to go out there to say that it is the best science fiction television that I've seen in the last five years. All right. I'll give it a go. That'll be my next show. And we got to do Castlevania. We should do Watch Along for Castlevania. What did you say? Did you say that was on Netflix or? uh... It's on Netflix. Um, I've only ever watched two episodes just because Beth will not watch anime anything. And it's not anime per se, but it is animated. Mm. I wonder if I'd like that, actually. I'm not into that. But no, I, I thought it was top-notch. Yeah. Otis will uh, we'll review it. A couple years old, but that's okay. 22 bucks, it can be a couple years old. Hell yeah, dude. I just paid $125 for HeroQuest. 20-year-old game. 30-year-old game, whatever the fuck it is. I'm seeing that the... Uh, I'll be generous since I always... I always get hate mail that I slam millennials. Um that the younger generations don't like HeroScape. HeroScape or HeroQuest? HeroQuest, HeroQuest. Um, you know, it's it's dated. Well, it is, it's definitely dated for someone to try to play this now. There's no doubt. Right. Yeah, but there are, there are people burying it online. Well, I'm sure. You think know. about it. If you're, like, you're new to this, you're playing, like, Gloomhaven, you're playing all these other games that have so many complex things and then you get this thinking it's a you know one of those new things it would feel pretty like oh my god you know i'm kind of going back in time no well yeah but i don't think it's being produced or marketed for that audience right i would agree definitely a nostalgia buy yeah and this i mean this game i mean this game was the game that started it all in my mind i i would agree with that i am going to send you an image an artist in one of the groups that I follow, was obsessed with the show that we talked about last week, Midnight Mass, and produced just this amazing sort of montage piece that I want to share with you. Okay. I think if you click on it, you can get the bigger version of it. Oh, that is pretty fucking cool, huh? I saw that, and I said, man, he was a week late because I would have totally reached out to him to use it for art for the show notes. And I did. I said, you know, hey, can I uh do you have a web page or something that we can hype 
for you because I think it's spectacular. And yeah, this is uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, how they did this. It's a great. Definitely check out the links in the show notes. It's John Adams and Phoenix Photography. Uh, direct link to, uh, I guess it's his business page on Facebook. And you should be able to see the Midnight Mass painting there. Super duper cool. Um, Very. But I wanted to give him a plug just because I was so impressed. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I had talent like that. Yeah, me too. Like I can do graphics and I can do text and I can do fonts. But if it sits down, <sighs> Ryan got C's in art class. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was my brother's an artist. I uh, I never had that that talent. You ought to have your brother do our caricatures for the web page. He's doing like, like crazy know. shit right now. He's he back in the day when I was young, he would be more of the artist, like drawing pictures and stuff. And he was amazing. Now he does like. Man, I don't even know if it's like uh, paintings on light boxes and like almost like furniture pieces. It's crazy. I, I fucking can't do anything like that. He got all the creative uh, genes. And you got the number adding genes. So. The fucking number adding genes. Let's take a look at the news. Not a big week for news because we only have a partial week under our belts right now. Yeah, um, just uh, keep running with it. I'm going to go grab a Guinness. I'll be right back. Is a pud. Michael is a pud. He's a big old pud. Pizza vending machines coming to North America. Yeah. 20,000 pizza forno vending machines are coming to North America. What the fuck is it? Just gonna have like a microwave in the back? I believe it has a convection oven, if I recall correctly, when I read it. Uh, for years, there's been buzz about robot revolutions in pizza production, and now it is coming to America. QSR Magazine reports that 20,000 fully automated pizza forna kiosks will be across the country by 2026. And that includes 1,000 test kiosks by the end of next year. Southern Cal, Louisiana, and Florida are going to be their first test markets. So, hey, if I go down to visit the folks, I'll uh, get a pizza forno. And I mean, it looks like a like a little bus stop. Like, how many things do you think it can make before it has to like be replenished by somebody? Well, customers who step up to a kiosk will be met with a thirty-two inch touch screen. They choose their pizza, and then they pay for it. The machine then builds each pizza. And a robotic arm removes it from the cold section and puts it into a proprietary convection oven that can bake the pizza in 120 seconds. Two minutes. That's crazy. It's crazy, man, how fast you can make a delicious pizza. It doesn't say what the stock level of the machine is, but I am almost willing to bet that they are connected devices. So if you are a vendor that probably buys a franchise or a machine from them, which is more than likely going to be the business model, you know, you'll get a notification on your phone. Hey, uh, machine 22 on uh, Collier Boulevard is halfway through their pizza crust. Oh, yeah. But I'm just curious how, how often they have to replace them. I guess you put that in like a bar area 
with people coming out just fucking hungry as fuck. Imagine that outside of a stadium or outside of a concert venue. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, you're going to be just basically having to stay behind it, filling it up. <laughs> Might as well be making it yourself. That's pretty cool, though. If I if I walked by one of those things, I'd, I'd grab one just to try it. Yeah, you, you, I mean, just for the novelty of, hey, there's a pizza in a vending machine. Yeah. Plus, you know, you don't have to hear anyone bitch about low wages or not a good enough tip. You don't have to worry about DoorDash drivers bitching about you on TikTok. Do they bitch at people on TikTok? Oh, they bitch about people on TikTok all the time. You had DoorDash the other night when you were feeling not so hot. I love DoorDash. Did you tip your DoorDasher? Yeah. Just like I I would a delivery person. Absolutely. I never tip my DoorDasher. Oh, well, then you should be scolded on TikTok. There is a service fee built into DoorDash. Yeah, but that's DoorDash's money. That's not the person's money. Give them a couple well, bucks. That person signed up for that job, Mike. They knew what it was. Dude, take a poll. Take a poll. I guarantee you're going to be outpolled on this one. Everyone tips the DoorDasher. I I do not tip my DoorDasher ever. You, ever. You will lose that poll. It won't be the first time I'm on the the losing end of <laughs> popular opinion. I know. Yeah, it's just more more money to stack silver, bro. Well, <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I just can't do it. I mean, first of all, they're, they never follow the instructions. You're right. Ever. You're right. I, there's a couple times they always fucked up my drink. Like I wouldn't get a drink or whatever. And I always have not even an order issue. I'm talking about, you know, we've got the big, the big guys, the dog. When I get DoorDash, I'm like. Leave on front porch. Do not knock. Do not ring bell. And they would do it. Every single time. Not only do they do it, but they do both. Huh. Fuck you. And you want an extra two bucks from me. The two bucks is not going to break me, Mike. The five bucks is not going to break me. The ten bucks is not going to break me. But you are working at a certain skill level with a individual that has... Limited ambition. Let's just put it that way at DoorDash. Yeah, I'd, I've always, uh, I always tell them to leave it. Like I usually do it at a hotel, and they usually leave it in front of my door, no problem. And then they send me a pic, a text with a picture of showing my meal by the door. And, and I would be totally okay with that. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the way I've always had it. But no, Pizza Forno, I would totally give it a shot. Team of scientists working with DARPA because the government is in everything has created a space warping bubble, which is the fundamental thing necessary for faster-than-light travel, such as in the Star Trek universe. So, without getting into a ton of math, because no one would enjoy the math. Can, I can't think of a single person that would want me to go through the mathematics of it. They, uh, they're effectively able to create a Star Trek warp field on a micro-scale. If uh, if they're posting this saying that we're close, we probably already had it for hundreds of years already. Well, it's still theoretical physics, which means that it's working in models, right? But if uh, again, if they're going public with it, they're already far ahead of this. So, do I think that we're going to see FTL travel in our lifetime? No, <laughs> not a chance. But it it's definitely 
Maybe cool. uh, maybe Mitch Rapp from our, our buddy's book last week. I know that's not the guy's name. Mitch Rapp was a, Mitch a different. Rapp. Mitch, have you read that? <laughs> Mitch Rapp was uh, he was like the main guy in what was the se- series of books? Um, he was like a not not a spy, but like just a badass. I can't think of who wrote those books. They were so good. But anyway, that, see all this stuff has already really happened. All that stuff that he was talking about last week, true. Dude was a time traveler. They already have it. They already know how to fold space. Hey, uh, following up on our discussion last week of Midnight Mass, they've announced that the next entry in the anthology will include pretty much the entire cast of Midnight Mass. I gotta go back. In addition to the new people. It is uh, the Edgar Allan Poe-inspired series based on um, The Fall of the House of Usher. Did you read that short story? No, it doesn't sound familiar. I was a big fan of Poe. Um, does not yet have a premiere date, but um, they announced that, I'm not going to read through the list, pretty much the absolute entire cast of Midnight Mass. I still have to go back and watch that second one, that, The Haunting of Blind Matter. That's what I'm going to watch before The Expanse, just to catch up with that. But it's an eight-episode anthology set to feature... Pretty much, they're, they're claiming anyone that has ever worked with the director. It sounds like exactly what you were saying, that it's like the uh, that channel's version of American Horror Story. Yeah, but I dig it. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I dig American Horror Story, too, yeah. All right. Last news article. Ten holiday treats. Sticking with our horror theme. To watch on Netflix over the holidays. So these are 10 horror-themed things that you should watch. And just go through them real quick. Tell me if, if you've ever heard of them. Well, hold on. I didn't know that this was the time to watch horror movies. I mean, Halloween's done with, right? Isn't that usually when people are watching horror movies? All of the time is the time to watch horror movies. Uh, okay. Well, I, I wonder how many of these I actually have seen. Go ahead. What are the names? Elves. It's a six-episode binge watch that's about the length of a Marvel movie. Elves? No, it's, never seen it. a family journey to a remote island for a Christmas vacation where they break the rules, run afoul of the locals, and befriend a baby elf that causes a power shift and puts everyone's lives in danger. <laughs> it sounds awful. I'm not watching that. Okay. It does sound awful. Um, await further instructions. A family has gathered for Christmas dinner. So, okay, I get it. I get it. The, these are horror movies to binge over Christmas because Christmas is somehow in them. Okay. Um, I bet you I haven't seen any of these. They find themselves trapped within their home with a mysterious black substance right outside. The TV transmits a single line message. Await further instructions. Paranoia turns their night of holiday cheer and dinner party into a party of carnage. Mm. I would watch that. That sounds all right. Um, yeah. Probably not. Let not my me list. in. Let mm. me in. It's like I have seen that. Ad- you have seen that? I'm pretty sure. Go through what it is and I'll remember. It's an adaptation of the uh, Let the Right One In original film. Um, a shy, bullied boy unwittingly befriends a vampire. Oh, no. I've never seen this. Alien Xmas. Does it sound good or no? No, not at all. Okay, yeah. Alien Xmas looks like an art school animated it. I'm not even going into it. 
The Conjuring 2. Uh, Conjuring. I definitely have seen... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen this one. I've seen The Conjuring as well. This is yeah. The Conjuring 2. I think I've seen it. Pretty much The Conjuring, it. but it's, you know, it just the happened second part at Christmas it. time. They got to go back in. No, they got to go back in, I think. They got to get, like, the, the, the... Oh, man. I just remember the lady wearing, like, a gas mask. The Like, the person that lets him go into the other world. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch The Conjuring too. So far, at the top of my list is that await further instructions. Uh, next up on Prime Video, Dead End. Um, hmm. When Frank opts to take the scenic route, things go awry. It's essentially a chamber piece, most, mostly set within the confines of the car. Dead End is an intelligent horror film with a good cast and un unexpected and unpredictable twists. They didn't sell me on that. I can't. I, I thought it was going to be, and again, I can't remember the name. I'm so bad. I got such bad memory. But like again, they're on a, a Winnebago and they're traveling in like the mountains somewhere, and it's like a m old mining camp that was part of like where it was nuked, and they all got deformed and shit. Did you ever see that? The children. Uh children ranks high amongst killer kids sub subgenre movies. An isolated friend. Gathering over the Christmas season winds up putting children against parents when a gruesome virus breaks out. It's apparently more on the gore side of things. Hey, if you get drunk, there's Santa Jaws. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a killer shark wearing a Santa hat on the loose, killing its way through the naughty list. Uh, better watch out. A babysitting job in the quiet suburbs turns into a harrowing night for the babysitter. When the ward's house is under siege by intruders. So that sounds more like psychological horror. And last on the list is P2. It's a horror thriller that will make you think twice about devoting too much of your life to work or moving to North Carolina. Uh, a corporate workaholic is the last to leave the office on Christmas Eve. Makes it the perfect time for the psychopath to hold her hostage in the parking garage. P2. Awful. So if you had to pick one from that list to watch, what are you watching? Uh, I, I didn't. None of them stood out at all. Maybe I'll watch the stupid Santa one. Maybe it'll make me laugh. Santa Jaws. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch Await Further Instruction. That, that just sounds like something that I would enjoy. All right. That's enough news for tonight. And last but not least, Mike, here it is again. Are you ready? for the woke wizard conversation of the week. Uh, Wizards of the Coast removes racial alignments, history, and lore from nine Dungeons and Dragons rule books. When they say racial alignment, so like if you pick the race, here's your suggested or most like most likely yeah if, if yeah. you're a drow you are likely you tend to be evil, these right? right 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 unbelievable man who gives a fuck <sighs> gonna set the stage man just like in any shows you know what i mean there's fucking there's races out there that are just known to be evil fucking orcs are evil already scrapped on D D beyond already scrapped on digital versions of the text and uh we knew that they were removing alignment. That's not new news. Here's what is new news. They're removing racial histories and lore. 
now we're starting to chip away at the foundations. Yeah, I mean, that makes the whole story. So, for example, there is 175 words, for those of you that aren't professors. That's about two pages. And this section is role-playing a kobold. Kobolds are described as puny, cowardly, tending towards alternating between meek silence and hysteria that has been entirely removed from the source book. The entire lore section for orcs, describing them as tribal creatures with culturally ingrained tendency to bow before superior strength. Sounds like an orc to me. No longer in the book. No longer gone because it evokes harmful real world racial prejudice. Oh, man. So have they removed this stuff from books that have already been printed? Yes. Digital so versions, you... D&D Beyond versions are there. Uh, they released errata. So if you're crazy and you paste your errata into your book, like Doug's done that just to irritate me. Uh, <laughs> oh, does he? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what? That, I mean, it's great. I mean, it makes it a lot easier. But fuck, man, he, what, what a chore for year. For, well, uh, he doesn't cut and paste it; he writes it in, which drives uh, me even more bonkers. He's awesome, um, and, and he'll make sure to do it at my house when I'm watching him. <laughs> so wait, so if you go back and you order, I don't even know. Like, if you order like the Sword Coast or something like that, that's a more of a book of just you know, about the the world and everything else. Is that type of stuff removed out of those books? Yes. Or can you still get the... They are. Yes. Oh, this article man. launched midday yesterday. So this is brand new. And there was an article that launched today that was a follow-up. The head of Dungeons & Dragons development responds to alignment changes and perceived prejudicial backlash. We're prejudiced, Mike. This is a quote. Since every player character is a unique individual, we no longer feel that such guidance is useful or appropriate. Whether or not most halflings are lawful good has no bearing on your halfling and who you want to be. After all, the most memorable and interesting characters often explicitly subvert expectations and stereotypes. Yeah, but now we don't even know what that stereotype is because you removed it from the book, so I can't tell if I'm fucking doing that. But. See, man, damn, I should have ordered all those books when I thought they were on sale, but then they... Well, you would have got versions. the, the hacked yeah. version, right? The chopped. I don't know. That was, that was, um, that what was, was that, a week ago? ago? Two weeks ago? So yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I got to imagine that there's still all these books out there that are going to be the old version. They're not going to like recall fucking all the books because of this. No, shit. I'm going to start pillaging half price books when sixth edition or 5.5 or whatever the hell it is launches next year. And by next year, I mean in two months, what are you going to do? You said, I'm going to go to the used bookstores and see if I can scrap together a collection that a fifth doesn't edition. have, you know, Ryan's non pussy, D&D collection. <laughs> I love, I just love all this stuff. I wish they, I had more of these books. Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I wish those other books were on sale. The, the hardbacks a week or two ago. It's unfortunate. What, what's unfortunate is that they're fucking with the Well, game, people that are coming the into game. the hobby that don't necessarily have a deep fantasy background, they really don't have a starting point. 
you know, we talked about it before. Everybody has had a campaign where you can point to, oh, you know, the, the kindly orc that helped out the party or the, the goblin that turned on his clan. That's the story. That's the theater. Right. But I can look at groups of individuals, groups of different fictional races. We're not even talking about real people here, Michael. <laughs> this is like the major strike two for me running fifth edition again. I, I, uh, I think I, I'm going to have to do something different. I cannot endorse this fucking stupidity. Ah, you gotta. It's the greatest game on greatest game on earth. It is the greatest game. Correction. It was one of the greatest games on earth. You don't have to just because we have uh, we have the history. We know already. People see movies and shows. They get a sense of what these creatures do, are like but anyway. If I spend a nickel. I am supporting this mindset. I'm supporting the destruction of our hobby. Yeah. This is watered down whitewashing. Yeah, I chose that word of a very, very core set of knowledge. And we're not talking about the Wokies that are going, well, I pity you if your GM thinks that every orc is evil. Really? You're going to go with that straw man argument? There are evil cultures in our, our world today that can absolutely positively be described as evil. Does every member of that culture fit that mold? No. But it's pretty safe to say that cultures in general could be evil. We're taking a microcosm and blowing it up. And I, I, I just can't, Michael. I can't. And Yeah, I know. And it's a fucking game. It's a fictional game. That someone created, and you're essentially going back and wiping away some of their shit. I mean, I guess they have the ability to do that because they own the fucking thing, but still. I am a cunt hair away from saying fuck 5th edition for this campaign. Ah, whatever. Take that fuck hair and put it back in your pocket. All right? Mm. I'll buy you this fucking Dungeons & Dragons Heroes Feast, the official D&D cookbook. Make some shit at home. <laughs> You know those are just shitty recipes. That's just I, that's what I'm saying. Who the fuck's gonna want to do this? A wood elf forest salad. All right, there we go. Yeah, if I want twigs and berries, I'll go to the vegans across the goddamn street. Um, what do you got today? Give me something stemmy and woody. No fire spiced abyssal chicken kebabs. Actually, some of this stuff looks pretty good. I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. You know, there is um, our Nerd Cognito Facebook page posted this in um, a major Dungeons and Dragons group, and uh, they're still going on it. It's uh, it was posted ten hours ago, and it has three hundred and seven comments, and and it, it goes the whole gamut. You know, oh, well, you know, conservative both sides. That this is terrible, and I'm like, I laid out. I did not comment. Uh, the only thing I said is this is not a red or a blue argument. This is this is a stupidity argument. This is a we're kowtowing to people and once new wave of players waters down the core, the base to the level that they don't want to play like where I'm at right now, fuck fifth edition. It's a death knell, man. It's unfortunate, for sure. Uh, are there are there a lot of people in the comments that are like 
supporting it. Like, oh yeah, it's the right thing to do. It is about 60-40 in favor yeah. of removing the text, but you got to remember, there's also the the fucking woke warriors that just post, well, if this makes you exit the game, then good. We don't want you here. You know, right. or fuck you, I wouldn't let you play at my table anyhow. Or then just don't do it at your table. It's not a point. We're not going to do it at our table. The point is you are eroding the history of the game. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I'll still uh, support D&D &D with my dollars, unfortunately. Uh, As I'm sitting here looking right now, maybe I'm going to order this uh, Sword Coast one. Why don't Why don't you hold back and see if that's really what we play? Well, I still I still have D and D books. I know, and I still have D and D books as well. Well, I mean, fifth edition. I got a bunch of fifth edition. I still I just like them. I fucking read this shit as if I'll ever play it. Sword Coast Adventure Guide. I guess I'll have to return your uh, Christmas gift if we're not playing fifth edition. Yeah, I have I have a bevy of fifth edition themed Christmas gifts for everybody, and uh, I've been thinking about returning the mic. <laughs> I really have. You've been thinking of returning the what? I, I told you what I got for all the members of the group. Right. And oh, you're thinking about returning all of them. I yeah, thought you said the mic. I'm thinking okay. of returning all of them. And and getting something getting something better. I don't know. I'd like to give fate another try. I, I like the fate system where you weren't around when we were playing fate. Nah. I just uh D and D is pretty much the only one I played and then um the 13th age that we've been playing. I'm scrolling through the comments now. It's about 50-50. Throwing out the ridiculous people that are just, you know, there to scream because they like screaming. The yeah. people that have actually posited an argument for either pro or con. It's right. about 50-50. Well, they don't make books like they used to. Anyway. I'm looking at here, even at the Sword Coast one, it's like the newer version. Like, if you get some of those older ones, like it's a huge book. It goes through the whole campaign setting, the world, the creatures, the land, the map. Like those books were awesome. These newer ones, they don't do that anymore. No, there is no background. Uh, my favorite monster manual of all time was Monsternomicon from the Iron Kingdom setting. And, you know, when people look at monster manuals, they're like, well, how many monsters does it have in it? 200, 300 monsters? This one had, I want to say, about 70 in it. But they had a page and a half to two pages of lore for each monster that just talked about the monster and went into details. And I'd rather have that perspective. Right, flesh it out. Because right. how many monsters are in that manual that you'll never use? Exactly. So I'd, I'd much rather have that perspective, and that perspective is what's being erased right now. Yeah. You know, I used to have the old, just the... Dungeons and Dragons books. And I thought those things were really cool. Like it was one book, I think it had everything in it instead of having to have three separate ones. Pretty sure that's how it was structured. And those books are just so much more information than they have now. Everything's, you buy a D&D book, it's always in the same format. I guess it's pretty consistent how they're all set up. Sure. Um, but I don't know. And I sold a bunch of my old books too. I should have kept some of them. I sold everything that I had um, when fourth edition came out, I sold all of my three or most of my third and 3.5 stuff. I sold all of my AD and D stuff. Yeah. Um, 
That's kind of what I did too, and then I bought the newer books. And I, I don't regret it because things evolve, things get streamlined. I am not opposed to that, but I am opposed to this um, knee-jerk reaction to the neckbeards and the soy boys. Fuck them. Fuck them with that spiked club that we talked about last week. American, it's a spiked fucking dagger, but yes. Or it's it's like a Bowie knife is in my memory. It's such a great movie, though. Well, on that note, there's no better way to leave than with death by anal knife insertion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you're you're going away, Mike. You may or may not be here next week. We'll figure it out. Uh, if you're not, we'll look forward to having the interesting guest host, and hopefully, it's Timmy. Hey, send him a message and tell his ass to friend me again. <laughs> Shoot him, but you you have more contact with him apparently. You uh, just I, send him a message via that. I I think he's simmering down. You know, he must have taken a couple steps away from the ledge. We gotta start making progress on this D and D game, though. We do, and I think that it's really gonna come to fruition. Uh, we'll probably have session zero type meetings in January, and then really start in February. So, yeah, we'll we'll get it there. I've got maybe uh, I'll maybe I'll whip out my book this week and think about what I want to make. Yeah, you whip it out, but uh, think in broad strokes. Don't think in Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, because oh, here we go, here I'm, we go. Just, I'm just saying, think in broad strokes. Uh, uh-huh. Well, it'll be another week before we get to give you broad strokes. I'm Ryan David, speaking on behalf of Just Mike. We will talk at you, or at least I will. Maybe Mike will. Maybe Timmy will. Maybe we'll bring in Bert or Steve. Who knows? We'll be back in some form, some capacity, next week. Have a good night, everybody. Later. No!